Uh, today's reading is Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 14. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which is, he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance to, with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Tony, thank you. Switch for this on, so yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the BBC TV programme "Who Do You Think You Are"? Have you ever watched that? Yeah, um, it's been running for a while, and in it, um, well-known people look back through their family tree and discover. Uh, oh, you know, didn't know there was so and so in my ancestry, or what they got up to. And as they look back at the past, they think, well, that, that's interesting. That kind of makes me feel different about my life today and maybe also my children's life. Who do you think you are? Well, we're going to be thinking about this in the next six weeks. We're going to be thinking about, do we know who we are? Do we know what our identity is? My sister did a DNA test. It's a DNA test, I think, isn't it? Or, um, their family did it. And it turns out we've got all sorts of heritage in our family going back hundreds of years from India and Europe and, and, and all sorts of places. Meanwhile, my brother-in-law, who's a Kiwi, turns out he's 100% British. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he said, I knew I was more British than you were. Who do you think you are? Who are we really? And who does God say we are? What does the Word of God say we are? We receive all sorts of messages through life from our fathers often. Maybe good, maybe not so good. We hear these messages, oh you'll never do X, you'll never do Y. I went for a run with an old school friend yesterday morning reminiscing about school days. And uh, one or two of the teachers, <laughs> who we remember with less than fondness, <laughs> they didn't always encourage us as they might have done. And you can still sometimes hear those words ringing in your ears. 
you know, what, you? Remember, I got quite a good grade for my GCSE maths, and the maths teacher looked at me and said, what happened? Such a fluke. I mean, <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah. Who do we think we are? Who does God say we are? Do we know who we are? Because we will hear messages from our experience, from life, uh, a, job ex uh, you know, a job offer or a job rejection. So you're rejected. You know, um, the different things that we hear from others throughout life, the different messages, they can inform who we think we are, but the important thing is, what does God say we are? What does God say in his word about us? In Ephesians, Paul is falling over himself, uh, writing this letter to God's people to tell them who they are. That long passage that Tony read to us in the original language of Greek is one sentence. One long sentence. Can you believe that? One long sentence because Paul is just, it's like a cascade of phrase upon phrase. He's overwhelmed with knowing who he is and who God's people are. And he's so passionate about them wanting, wanting them to know who they really are in God. Do you know who you are? Paul, as he wrote, um, I think um, at the end of the letter, he certainly suggests this, uh, I think he was imprisoned as he wrote this letter. He, he describes himself as an ambassador in chains. So his external circumstances weren't great. He was uh, pot potentially under house arrest, chained to a Roman guard, we don't know. He's an ambassador in chains, he says. He suffered a lot and Often when he wrote his letters, that's when he was suffering. But he still knows who he is in God. Well, there's one very, very simple thing I want to say from this passage that we are, or um, that what God says about us, and it is this. We are blessed. We are blessed. You are blessed. I used to play in a, a, a band... Um, until they got rid of us. Um, it was, uh, and went over to the Cotswolds actually and went to this guy's house for a rehearsal. And it was a lovely location he lived in. You looked out the back door and there was a hill and all this sort of thing. And he's living with his parents. And I said, uh, I said, oh, it's lovely around here. He said, yes, we're blessed. We're so blessed. And we might call someone blessed if they you know, have a good life. And, uh, and they are, of course. Uh, but what Paul talks about here are heavenly blessings. I don't think Paul had a great view when he was under arrest. Uh, but he talks about heavenly blessings. And he says that we have been blessed in the heavenly realms, in heaven, with every spiritual blessing in Christ. How many? One or two? All of them. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have been blessed. So, I'll, I'm going to go with this uh, and look at it in terms of time, okay? Do you know that there is the past and the present and the future? Are you agreed with me on that? Thank you. Um, and I want to say that in the past, this is my PowerPoint presentation today. In the past, we were blessed. We were blessed. Can you see that? We were blessed. Thank you. We were blessed. 
He has blessed us in the heavenly realms, past tense. We were blessed. It goes on to say, he chose us in him before the creation of the world. So my son's often saying to me, Dad, you are so old. <laughs> what were the dinosaurs like? I mean, you know, of course you were there. Uh, the other day, I also, uh, you know, I watched, a, I watched a documentary about the Rolling Stones, and they are so old. But they're still playing. The Rolling Stones. I was thinking, oh my goodness. And they've got a gig in Hyde Park coming up. You know, Keith and Mick, he's still rocking man. <laughs> still can't get no satisfaction. Anyway, but older than the Rolling Stones, even older than me, get this. God thought about us, he thought about you before the creation of the world. Thank you. Isn't that a wow? He thought about you before the creation of the world, before the dinosaurs, before the daffodils, before the... Anything that God created, God... Yeah. I'm thinking about Cliff. I'm thinking about Debbie. Before the creation of the world, God chose us. That is a wow moment, right? The whole passage is a wow. I would just like to encourage you, we're going to just do a little bit of wow, but if you want to do more wow, go away and take it home and really read this passage because it's full of wows. Before the creation of the world, he called us, he chose us. He chose us to do what? Well, he chose us to be in Christ. This is one of the phrases that Paul often uses. He describes us as being in Christ. And what are we in Christ? Well, we're called to be like Christ. We're called to be holy and blameless in his sight. When we start thinking about big stuff, about like the universe, when we think of God as creator, when we think of the cosmos, it can all seem very impersonal, but it isn't. Because we're told here that in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In love. Even before the creation of the world, even before God said, let there be light and there was light, God was thinking about relationship. And he was thinking about relationship with you. In love. Now, we thought about God as Trinity last week. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's in relationship with himself. And that's how we can say God is love. You can't be love if you're not in relationship. But he's also love because he is in relationship with us. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship. Now, if you're a woman or a girl, you might think, hang on, sonship? That doesn't include me, surely. So the status that was given to sons in the ancient Roman world was that if they were adopted into a family, uh, a boy or girl, right? If you adopted into a family, you then received the status of sonship, the full rights of the son. So it's just a, it's just a language thing here. Whether we're male or female, we're adopted to sonship through Jesus Christ. The same rights as any natural born children, we become his children. 
we become part of the family. How accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace. <sighs> Paul uses the word predestined. Let's get a little bit technical for a minute. Predestined. It's one of those posh religious words that we talk about. Predestination. And people have talked about it through the centuries. They've grappled with it. Hang on a minute. Haven't we got free will? Yeah? When you chose to receive those Maltesers, you had the choice. It was free will. When you go and get either a tea or a coffee, you are free to choose one or the other. If you want to put in six teaspoons of sugar, you are free to do that as well. You're free. It's free will. We can choose. And yet, we're also predestined to be chosen by God. It was predestined. Our destination was predecided. Our destiny is already being written, if you like. So how does that work? Actually, Philip shared this with me the other day. It was Nicky Gumbel, wasn't it? It talks about going through an arch. And as you go through the arch, just imagine you're, you're in Venice. You know, you're on a gondola, going through... You know, water, and then you see the archway, and above the on the arch it says predestination. No, sorry, I got that wrong. It says free will. <laughs> I got that wrong. Free will. I'm choosing to go through this archway, right? Happy days. You then look back at the arch, and as you as you've gone past it, you see it says predestination. <laughs> it's like two sides to the same coin. As far as we're concerned, we freely choose, but but because God is God and God is outside time. It's all predestined. If you go too far in one direction, you say, well, everything's predestined, you just sort of think, well, I won't bother. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. But if you go too far in the other direction, you can be absolutely crippled by decision. Oh, my goodness, will I have six sugars? Or I just don't know because it's all down to me and the world's going to explode if I don't choose. I don't want to have tea because what about so-and-so behind me? They're going to miss out if I'm going to finish off the tea and it's, ah. Oh. So, just chill out and let's get a bit of balance here. We're predestined, but we also freely choose. And what, what, we're predestined to be what? To be in Christ. To be in Christ. And our blessings that we've received in the past, and present and future, are in Christ. Now, we use the word in a lot. When I met my wife, I could say, once we got to know each other, I was in love. Do we still say that? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> when you're in love, that's significant, isn't it? I'm really, I think, I'm, I think this is the one. I think I'm in love. When you're in love, employment, in work. It's significant, isn't it? If I'm out of work, right? We know how that feels, maybe. If you look at your bank balance and you're in credit or in debt, makes a difference, doesn't it? If you come to church and you're in a bad mood, <laughs> 
if you're in good health. Whatever you're in, this, this, this has a massive bearing on how you're doing. But whatever you're in, and the, all these things will be temporary. Even being in love. Um, but being in Christ is forever. It's forever. He chose us in Him. In Him. In Christ. In Him. I've highlighted them all in this passage. There's loads of them. In Christ. In Christ. In the one whom the Father loves. You were marked in, in Him. So, we were blessed. Guess what's next? In the present, we are blessed. Whatever you're in right now, credit, debt, employment, unemployment, whatever, you are blessed. You are blessed. And in, in what ways are we blessed? In him we have redemption through his blood. We've been bought from slavery and we're free. We have the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he has lavished on us. In him we are blessed. In him we are also marked with the promised Holy Spirit. We are blessed. We are also blessed because God has made known to us his mystery. All throughout the Old Testament, there was this mystery. You know, how will God come? What, how's he going to, you know, they, they bit by bit start to believe more and more in a, in a Messiah figure. Well, Paul says, God has made known to us this mystery, the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. God is the God who reveals stuff to us. Have you ever had that sense that you really think God is speaking to you? Anyone experienced that? God has given us this. This is the primary way still through which he speaks to us. He's the God who reveals mystery. But God can also speak into our circumstances. He will guide us. If anyone asks, wants wisdom, just ask. If you want to receive from God, just ask. God gives and he reveals mystery. So we are blessed in the present. And then finally, in the future, we will be blessed. We will be blessed. The promised Holy Spirit is a deposit Guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. The full redemption. We know that we only see in part now, but we have an inheritance, the inheritance of heaven. And in heaven, the streets are paved with gold. In the future, we will be blessed. When the times reach their fulfillment, all things in heaven 
and on earth will be brought into unity under Christ, Paul says in verse 10 of this passage. We will be blessed. Creation will be blessed. I was just hearing the other day that a lot of people are watching and reading uh, and following less news these days because it's so depressing. People have just switched off or the numbers have gone down. And of course the narrative is doom and gloom. And we must hear and so we can share in prayer about all the terrible things that are going on. But God's story isn't all doom and gloom. Because, you know, whenever I meet people, it's always this, oh, well, you know, everything's going to the, you know, going to the dogs, isn't it? Terrible. Stay at this country. But actually, God is still working his purposes out. And his ultimate purpose is to bring everything under Christ. This creation under Christ. You and I brought together in unity under Christ. So we were blessed, we are blessed, we will be blessed. But why? God loves to give good gifts to his children. I mean, I'm blessed to receive these Maltesers and I'm just going to enjoy them on my own. Hey, fun in a darkened room. But in reality, we're blessed by God to be a blessing. To be a blessing to others. It's not wrong to say, Lord, bless me. I need your blessing today. Why? Because I want to bless others. Three times in this passage, Paul says, this is all for the praise of his glory. And it gives glory to him when we bless others. All of this is gives God glory when we're blessed. Uh, uh, when Christians don't look very blessed, they're robbing God of glory. When we say, oh, well, you know, I'm just a Christian, it's just, no, we're robbing God of his glory. So what does all this mean? <clears throat> the fact that we're so blessed. Well, it means that we can kind of just go for it. We can be confident because we're blessed. We've got a heavenly father who's saying, come on. So we can be confident. We can take some risks. Why? Because we're blessed. Now, I'm not talking about being confident in ourselves. I'm talking about being confident in God. And I'm talk not talking about taking stupid risks. I'm talking about saying, whoa, let's take some steps of faith. Why? Because we're blessed. We can afford to be generous. Whether with finance, time, resources, gifts, or whatever you've got. But we can do that. Why? Because we're so, so blessed. Now, I don't know about you, but there is, in my mind, a mental battle going on an awful lot of the time. Does anyone have that? Mental struggles? I'm being honest here. And I don't always feel blessed. Some, some days I get up and it's, I'm actually, all the stuff I'm in, you know, gets on top of me. I feel, oh, you know, I'm in an anxious place or I'm in an uncertain moment or, you know, whatever it may be. Now, you might be better than me, but I need to take time 
to remind myself that I'm blessed. To remind myself of my identity in Christ. And that means spending time reading the Word. That means taking time out to feed myself with truth. Not just receiving, you know, uh, what the world tells me is true. But taking time out to be with God. You know, we've had COVID and during that with isolation and stuff, you know, we've often forgotten a bit, like how to interact with people, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, 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 and in those times, sometimes, you know, you can think you're fine, but it's only when you encounter somebody else and they really annoy you or something, you think, oh, maybe I'm not fine. You know, we occasionally have that at home. Which is <laughs> well, I was fine until you came in. I was great. I'm doing brilliant. But then you're just like, you're really annoying me now. And maybe we weren't fine. Maybe we were kidding ourselves that we were fine. Maybe we're in our own little bubble, as we have been in COVID, and we think, well, all is well, all is well in Dan's little world, all is well in Dan's little world. And then, boom, somebody comes in. and Oh, hang on. I remember when I was in, sorry, I'm going to stop in a second, but when I was in France in my 20s, um, I was serving in a, in, a, in a team, we were an evangelism team, helping a church, and I was the holiest in the team. I did all of my devotions, you know, I did all my studies, I was such a good boy. But there was one young lady in the team who drove me to distraction. Her name was Claire Liz, French lady, and um, she was clearly on team to find a husband. And um, she drove me nuts. And I, towards the end of my year with Claire Liz, um, I actually thought, I'm going to probably kill this woman. Um, I, I, uh, we were left to our own devices. We were young. We were thrown, not just me and her, but the whole team. But, you know, and we were all just getting on with And honestly, um, I felt emotions that I didn't think were possible because I thought I was a good Christian, you see. I surprised myself. Oh my goodness, I feel really angry. It kind of came up. But God used Cleolis because I thought, oh wow. Lord, you're showing me stuff about myself that I'm actually not very pleased with. And Lord, this is actually now, as I came to discover, an opportunity to learn more about you and about your grace. That, no, I'm not as perfect as I think I am. I think I'm a goody-two-shoes, but I'm not. But I am who you say I am. And I am blessed. <laughs> Even though I've disappointed myself, God still wants to bless me. So I want to say today, know who you are. Don't let the world tell you what you are. Don't just look in the mirror and feel disappointed. No, 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 no. What does God say about you? So Father, we want to unleash blessing in our midst this morning. That we are a people who are ridiculously blessed. That you have not only shown a little bit of favour towards us, but you have lavished your grace 
on us. And as Paul prayed earlier, we, we know we don't deserve it, Lord. And yet you have been gracious. And you have blessed us. You are blessing us. And you will bless us. So bless you, Father. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, Father. We worship you. Mm. Thank you that we can live life in blessing. Lord, thank you that you declare over us blessing, not curse. And we reject and we bind and we say no to any curse that may have come upon us in Jesus' name. We reject that as a lie of the devil. Because in Christ we are blessed. So I want you to now just actually, if the Holy Spirit is revealing anything to you where actually you think, ooh, yeah, that's not from God. Let's just declare the truth over ourselves that we are blessed. Holy Spirit, you are the one who searches hearts and minds. And you're the Lord, you're the God who was and is and is to come. Um, and so right now I invite you to search our hearts and minds. And over anything that is against us, anything that is wanting to tell us that is that we're we're not in that place of blessing. We reject that in Jesus' name. And we declare blessing. If we've ever effectively cursed another, Lord, for this, we say sorry. We ask you, cleanse and purify our hearts. And we want to pray that you help us to wish blessing on that person. Because we are blessed with every blessing in Christ. There's a song which uh, we're not going to sing, but it's a song which says, I love the way you father me. So church, I just want to encourage you to let God father you now. Let him father you. Let him be your daddy. Your heavenly dad. And as we sang earlier, run to his arms. Holy Spirit is ministering in this place. 
because he's the Lord of the truth. And the truth of Scripture, which is God-breathed, is wanting to minister among us.